Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Unofficial Elder Scrolls Podcast. I am your host, as always, Pylon, and it is November 1st of the year 2020. I remember the date again this week, so no one can get mad at me when we realize that they're listening to the recording and they can't remember what day we actually recorded on. Uh, we've got a very, very special show tonight. Uh, joining us for the first time ever on the podcast is Mr. Dave Humphreys himself, the founder of the UESP. Hello, everyone. How's it going with you today, Dave? I'm doing very well. Glad I could be here. Yeah, we're really happy to have you. Uh, Dave's coming with us as we start to start off the celebrations of the 25th anniversary of the UESP, yeah. which is wild to think about. <laughs> the UESP has been around for the majority of my life, and I know like we were talking to some of the people on Discord and stuff like that, that it's been around longer than they've been alive. A shocking number of people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I try not to dwell on that fact too much. I but, know, right? Yeah. <laughs> it makes me feel a little bit old, but... We'll, we'll uh, pull up the actuary awesome. table at one point and we'll go like, yeah, USB's <laughs> older than most current living people. Yeah, that'd be the dream. Keep it alive forever. Uh, the other disembodied voice you hear is our good friend AKB. How are you doing tonight, AKB? Hey, I'm a lot less special to be here. Uh, so, dealing with I mean, that... <laughs> my Skype call <laughs> says we haven't talked in four months, but I don't think that's true. That's definitely not true. I don't think that was true at all, but it's like you last talked to him four months ago. I think that was the last time I sent you a text message on Skype. So, yeah, but we're good there. Glad to be back. If it's been four months or not, which I really, really don't think it has. I don't think it has been, no. I think that was just the last time. Awesome. Well, we've got a lot of news to talk about tonight and a lot of fun things. We're going to do a little bit of an interview with Dave to kind of go over some of the history of the UESP and talk about different things, maybe in a little bit of the future of the UESP. So we'll have a lot of fun things to talk about. So why don't we pop over to the news and get started there? So, well, AKB, do you want to get us started off with uh, some of the UESP housekeeping news we have for this week? Yes, we are uh, setting up an Extra Life event going Yay. for year two. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember the numbers from last year off the top of my head, but naturally we want to do better. Uh, I can we're going to be doing a 24-hour stream. Yes, uh, we're going to be doing a 24-hour stream on the 5th of November, or of December, December. sorry. Yes, I want to make sure. If it was November, I'd be November, November. absolutely panicking. It's because the 5th of November, I can't forget it. I have to remember. Um, yes, but yes, remember, we're be remember doing a December stream. 5th. Of course yeah, we'll have giveaways, a full day of streaming, and extra content. What is that extra content? I don't know. Yeah, well, it, we it's going to be a surprise to me as well. <laughs> we'll know beforehand, but we're going to do a lot of fun things, uh, depending on the amount of donations we get this year. I have to pull up what we raised last year. We can get that in a second here, but it, we did really well. I remember we blew away our first, uh, I think I think we got over 5,000, I think is what we ended up with at the end of the day, uh, which was fantastic. So hopefully we can 
knock that out of the park again. And that's if you don't know what Extra Life is, Extra Life is a charity event where they you play games to raise money for your local children's hospitals. Um, and I know they've been struggling a lot this year with COVID-19 that they haven't oh, been able yeah. to do as much fundraising events throughout the year. So Extra Life's a really nice one that it's, since it's so virtual already, they didn't have to shift a lot of the traditional fundraisers that hospitals raise throughout the year. So hopefully they can raise enough there to help and especially kids get coming in while everything's overloaded with COVID. It's going to be a bit of a different year for everybody. So hopefully we can find a way to help out there. Yeah. Oh. Uh- that is it for major USB news besides the November 4th, not the 5th, is the arbitrary 25th <laughs> anniversary of the USB. Why arbitrary? It's because we didn't realize it'd be going on this long. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Yeah. It's not a date we anyone has marked. The USB was born today. So yeah. we, we so knew funny. it was sometime in the fall. So I was it's thinking about November it too. 4th. I was thinking about it and I was like, oh, there must be an email back somewhere about like a registration date or something. And then I'm like, no, 25 years ago, you didn't get emails for registering a domain. No, it was like, a newsroom like, still. Yeah, it would have been like a newsroom you got a message through. So I'm like, yeah, there wouldn't have been back there. So there's probably not many records. I bet somewhere in like ICANN or something like that has like a domain registry somewhere. But Finding it that is possible it exists, but yeah. it is not in any format that is easy to search. <laughs> Easily to find, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I just declared it November 4th a few years ago, and we've been going with that. Yeah, it yes. works for me. <laughs> it's close enough. Um, awesome. So we have some ESO news as well. So it's currently still the Witches Festival. It's running from now until tuesday november 3rd at 10 a.m eastern standard time because happy daylight savings everybody uh, i'm sure that threw off a lot of people today i know at like six o'clock i was like oh i gotta get ready for the podcast and i was like no i don't it's not the right time so i imagine that threw a lot of you off but uh right now there is a bug with the impresario to hand an event ticket so if they're missing try uh traveling to a different location or travel to a guildie that's in a different instance of the game. When you go through there, um, they should be able to find them in some of the major cities there. So they know there's a bug. Uh, they're working on fixing it. But right now, the workaround is just kind of travel to somewhere else to see if you can get around it. Uh, we talked about it last week. So if you want to check back, you can also check the Witches Festival article on the wiki to get more information about the Witches Festival. But everything is still going on until Tuesday. So make sure you go in and get your plunder skulls and all the fun things from doing the dailies there. Uh, as well, Markarth, the next DLC in ESO, launches tomorrow. So it's going to be... I was actually thinking it's actually going to be a really good thing that we switched to Sundays. Because the day of a new content launch is always crazy busy. I know at least on the wiki and the Discord. Because everyone's getting there trying yeah. to get all the content uploaded. And talk about the different things that need to go where. So it's nice that we have this ahead of time. It's uh, about 14 hours as long as nothing goes wrong. Yeah, that's crazy. So, Dave, have you been playing ESO at all lately? Not too much, no. Most, yeah. of, my, most of my playing is like <laughs> re- like mining items or getting data from it or yeah or various other things so, working on eso log uh, kind of thing yeah i i have managed to fi- almost finish the uh skyrim main quest oh that's good so, so that's pretty I, good I, I yeah I, I, that I pick at it slowly here and there yeah that's awesome 
Um, we also got confirmation that Wes Johnson, uh, known primarily in Skyrim as the voice of Shiagorath, and Hermaeus Mora, right? He also did Hermaeus Mora, I think. Yes, he did uh, Hermaeus Mora in Dragonborn. In Dragonborn, right. Um, is officially doing his first voice acting role in ESO as the Despo of Markarth. Uh, his name's Spot. Despot. Is it Despot? I don't know. It's I Despot. Always, uh, I believe you. It looks French to me, so I was like, Despot? <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you pronounce his name, though? Ard Kadash? Ard Kadak. Ard Kadak. Again, yeah. Pronunciation yeah. Uh, to me will never be friends. When you get to him, I'll just... We're not doing this. It's not spoilers. It's just you're going to recognize it's him. Yeah, I can imagine. I've heard a lot of things. Um... Also, I believe Pippin is one of the voice actors from The Lord of the Rings. Uh, what's his yes, uh, real name? You also hear Pippin. I can't remember his actor's name right now. Danny Boyd? Is that it? Yes. Danny Boyd, yes. Um, I have a really weird story about Danny Boyd. It's that I spent an afternoon sitting beside him at a uh, comic festival in London, Ontario. And just kind of randomly chatted with him throughout the day being like so how's your day going like he's the nicest guy i've like ever met he was very polite very chatty it was really funny but i never got an autograph or anything like that but it was really fun just to sit beside him because i was in the extra life booth that used to run one of the guilds for extra life and then he was in the booth beside us so <laughs> it's really funny he's super nice so i can't wait to hear him in the game uh we also had an eso live on friday which was kind of a surprise i didn't know that would be launching um, and our good friend of the show, Hyperpixie, was uh, live, which was really awesome to see. She and uh, Gina interviewed the senior sound designer, uh, Bill Mueller. Uh, it was a really fun interview. I watched a lot of it while it was, I was kind of working and watching at the same time, so I didn't get to catch all of it. Uh, but what we did get to notice is uh, he told a story about creating the, like, the giddy up sound for Guar. And apparently he recorded that sound by slapping his own butt to make the sound effect for it and recording it. Um, and then he did a lot of explanation of the different sounds in ESO. It was really interesting. So I highly suggest you can go on their Twitch or I think YouTube, on uh, Bethesda Twitch at least for sure, um, to listen to that interview or watch it as well. Um, as well, AKB, do you want to let us know what's going on in the Crown Store this week? In the crowd store, we have a statuette of Mora, Desire's Root, which... What, what is uh, Mora? I actually don't know what that... I haven't seen it yet. It, this That's a hard one for me. I'm pretty sure it's a different form of Mara. Oh, okay. I'm going to look this up. If only there was a wiki that I could look up things to find answers before <laughs> the show went live. Let's see. Yeah, uh, ESO plus... If you don't know, Rack Yearly gives out free statuettes that are available for a limited time. They are super annoying to collect because of that, so yes. try to get it if you are interested. It's the Yukadon Goddess of Fertility and Love. So, kind of related to Mera. Yeah, a little bit, but it seems to be a different, different one for most of what I can see. Yeah, it, it it's all... Uh, it's all a thing. I'll share the lore article in chat anyway, so people can check out what whatever they want. We there. also have available for uh, for your precious crown gems an Auroran Penumbra Wolf. Yeah, it looks really cool. I love the Auroran themes that they have for the crown store items. So 
That one's only available for Crown Gems. Um, it's available on all platforms from November 5th to November 12th at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you get in there if you really now, want to uh, that one. Now, we also have Motives, uh, which is why I think Pylon asked me to do this so that I have to pronounce <laughs> this. Arc, Arkithand Armory. Uh, I think that's good. Arkithand. 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 It, it does not roll off the tongue well. That will be available uh, in the Crown Store f- on November 2nd at 10 a.m. for PC and Mac and on November 10th for Xbox One and PlayStation 4. For outfit styles, we have Fearstruck, Mayron's Razor, and Tremor Scale Arms Pack. Uh, these are all different times. The Fearstruck is from November 5th to November 9th at... T- 10 a.m. EST. With Marion's Razor, you have from November 19th to November 23rd. And with Tremor Scales, you have from November 25th to December 21st. Yeah, so it seems like uh, a different style is going to be available throughout the whole month. So check out chat for a link. Perfect. Um, and then it kind of kind of surprising, and probably the biggest news for this week is Legends News, surprisingly enough. Um the Legends Asia team announced on social media that they'll be shutting down the game completely on December 31st of 2020. Um, so that, just to, for clarification, is not the Legends North America game. That game is still right. running, even though there's still no further development on it, and we haven't heard any updates on that. Uh, there's no changes there as of right now. It's only the Asia version, which was run by a company called Gaia, I believe. Um They've decided to cease operations of Legends in Asia, so it will be shutting down completely. Um, kind of the time. Now we did get a uh, statement from uh, yes, from uh, CVH. Yeah, from CVH that to specify this isn't the shutdown for uh, Legends as a whole. This is just Legends Asia. They made their own call, but yeah. it's still, in my own opinion, Canaria can. Canary in a coal mine. Yeah. Canary in <laughs> yeah, a coal mine. Words are hard mine. tonight. Uh, um, so, I, yeah. are we going to have a full episode talking about that soon? By Maybe? Long, putting you on the spot. It, uh, it's one of those tricky ones, because like, without any more information, it's really hard to say, because we don't know like if they're still making enough money on it, they might be like, well, it's paying for the server costs. We're not doing any active development on it. We might as well just keep it running for the next little while. Um, Pete Hines might be in behind the scenes saying, if you guys shut that down, I'm going to throw a chair out a window. Uh, so they might just be keeping it online to like save the uh, budget from having to repair stuff in the office. Um, I'm kidding. I don't think Pete Hines would throw, throw anything out a window. He's a very nice person. Um, but I think the, I think this one is good to remember that Bethesda had nothing to do with the decision to shut this game down. They said that very clearly that it was, the Gaia company were hundred percent in charge of the game, how it ran everything that went on with it, other than the assets, of course, of what they had before. So I don't think, I don't know. I'll, we'll talk about if there's a reason to do a full legend shutdown show. We still don't really know enough to talk about it for too, too long. Uh, so but that's we, a solid maybe. It's a solid maybe. Uh, it's a hundred percent a maybe. Um, what we do know though, is we have a timeline for how the shutdown is going to work. So from October 28th until December 30th, 
existing players will have access to the game as before. Um, they have a lot of different uh, mechanics in the Asian version of the game that I'm not aware of. So there's a hero pass for season five starting on October 29th to thank everybody for the continued support. The hero pass is free. So I assume that's like a um, season pass to play competitively. I'm not 100% sure because I've never actually had an access to pay um, the Asian version because you had to use a VPN and it was a whole hassle. I never bothered with it. Um, and then beginning on October 29th, uh, everybody's going to receive more rewards in game so they can get access to everything. Um, but at the same time, they'll no longer be able to download the game client as of the 29th. So that's already passed as of the past couple of days. So you cannot download the game client in the App Store or Google Play, and you can't buy any in-game currency or make a new account anymore. Um, finally, the server itself will be shut down December 31st, and it was tested, and that means that the game is no longer accessible. You won't be able to log in to view your collection. You won't be able to do anything in the game. So it'll essentially be an app that won't launch on your phone after uh, the 31st of December. After that, they will be accepting requests for unused crown coins, which is the premium currency in that game as of December 31st until January 31st. So I do want to talk about this briefly that, as I said, I see this as a canary in the coal mine, so to speak, because we really did think that Legends Asia was probably doing better. Uh, yeah. I'm beginning to uh, do a full recording of all of Legends main story content yes. so that we have a lasting record of that that will be available on our YouTube channel. Yeah, so we're going through uh, and recording all the uh, storylines. Not any, like, random matches, things like that, but all the yeah. quests that you can do in the expansions. Yeah, you know, everything that... At least you'll get a, going back, you'll at least get an idea of what Legends was if it does shut down. Yeah. Yeah. So no more information, but we are taking precautions just in case as, yeah, it does seem things are speeding up there. But again, it could be they just decided it wasn't worth it or it didn't pick on the Asian market well enough. Like we don't know. None of us have any inside knowledge onto it. So we don't want to speculate too, too, too much. Um, we do know that there was a grand melee this weekend that's still current going going on on the global version of Legends. Um, and with that came an al alternative artwork of the Murkwater Shaman. And we got to see what the new monthly card was, which was... Let me click the link here to open it up there because I forgot to write it. Yagram's Workshop, which was a um, non-colored... What do they call the non-colored? Gray? I can't even remember what we used to call them. Uh, neutral. Neutral. Neutral is the word I was looking for. Uh, three use, and it says activate your uh, activate your neutral ability, summon and assemble abilities, trigger an additional time this turn. So, seems like it'd be a pretty strong card, but I'm not sure where the meta sits right now on neutral cards, so I can't really speak to that. We'll have to get Alaro to pop in sometime and let us know how broken or how much use that card would really get. Because uh, I haven't been in Legends for the past little while, so I can't really tell too, too much. Um, no real news on the Call to Arms or Blades front uh, this week. Uh, don't know too, too much more. Uh, but, AKB, do you want to go over what some of the other Elder Scrolls news is? Yes, uh, we have more Creation Club updates, which we are keeping an eye on since... After almost 
a solid year of uh, no news. It's coming back sometime before the year's over. Uh, so there are some current sales. The Dwarven Bundle and Arms of Chaos, Goblins. Uh, Plague of the Dead and Dead Men's Dread are all on sale. Additionally, the Daedric Mail is currently free. If you pop into Skyrim Special Edition and you add that to your account, you have it forever for free. It looks really nice. It's legitimately a very nice looking set of armor. It just is missing a helmet for some reason. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it doesn't come with a helmet. Like Interesting. They uh, actually give you the heavy version of a Daedric Helmet when you get the set in its quest line. So it was a strange experience. Interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, with that said, we normally uh, have an update on Creation Club every two weeks. Uh, we've been, when we uh, start to start reporting on these again. Uh, it didn't do that this time. It was a month for some reason. Which is especially weird because the Fallout 4 Creation Club actually did update. So I, I don't know what happened. I kind of expect it was just a glitch and didn't go through on their end for some reason but we have no further information so we can't really say anything yeah so we don't know this month if it's going to be a two-week turnaround or if it's going to be a month or whatever anymore but so, regardless we the big we will thing let you is know that when there is one yeah when the actual new stuff comes awesome but yeah, that's basically it for the news. The big thing I imagine we're all waiting for is Markarth to go live and to see what changes are there. So we'll be back next week to talk all about that. But why don't we pop over and thank everybody for all of their support of the UASP. So yeah, I just want to thank everybody for all the different things that people do for the UESP. Uh, one of the big things that we find that we've recently launched, I know Dave's been very, very busy working on, is our Patreon. So you can remember, you can always financially support the UESP at patreon.com slash UESP. Um, and this week, we had a lot of new people sign up for the uh, Patreon this week. And I think a lot of that was they saw some of the sweet rewards that are coming uh, with the boxes. So everyone wants a chance to get some of those. So I want to thank Corey Campbell. Uh, Captain Hammered, great name, by the way. Uh, Alexander <laughs> Conniff of The Strangest Loop. Uh, Sarah Waterford and Aaron Williams. Thank you, guys. That means you all supported at the Elven level or higher. Uh, we really want to give a big shout out to you guys for helping us by supporting us on Patreon. That helps keep the wiki running, and it also lets you view it ad-free, which I know a lot of people very, very much like to do. Um, other ways that people can... Uh, help us out is subscribing on twitch and i saw duck crouch sneak earlier subscribe tonight i want to give you a shout out and thank you for that i don't know where it is uh dutch duck crouch sneak gaming is the actual name there so thank you for uh subscribing on twitch there um as well multiple ways you can help us out is uh leaving us a review on itunes it makes sure that the podcast gets heard by more people and we can spread the good news of uesp across the lands uh but honestly the biggest thing people can do to help support the uesp is to make an account on the wiki get in there and just start editing there's still such a backlog of articles that need to be made as the new content is ever flowing from eso and all the different games so it's great if you guys can get in there make an account and do some editing i know um we had a couple people message on the message me on Discord saying that they listened to the podcast, so they started editing. They were just doing 
typo fixes for the little while and then they started doing a little bit more research and getting more into it now they're really really into editing on the wiki which is awesome to hear so yeah i i do hear a lot of people say that oh the usp is so complete uh <laughs> there's nothing else to really add if you believe that feel free to and you do want to help feel free to message me i can point out countless articles that we need to work on yeah feel feel free to if you want ideas I don't even know if the wiki could be complete. I like theoretic. I don't know if that is a theoretical possible thing, because there's always just going to be something that somebody can add that maybe wasn't considered before, or it gets there's such a constant flow of releases. Like, oh yeah, even if everything else starts getting filled in, we start going back and covering yeah. mods and stuff. Yeah, the wiki is ever evolving, as Kiz says in chat, which is awesome. Uh, this week, we're going to skip over the scholarly pursuits because we're basically just going to do a big, long scholarly pursuit by asking Dave <laughs> every single thing he's been up to for the past 25 years. So it's going to be a busy one as he goes through every meal he's had, every uh, time he's logged into a game. But uh, no, I'm kidding. But we do want to get started talking with Dave about all the different things that he's been up to. So we're going to start that now. So we're just going to completely ignore the fact that I had the wrong bumper up there for a minute and just pretend that you saw the one that says interview with Dave Humphreys uh, that I was supposed to have saved in there. Uh, but yes, we wanted to do a fun interview with Dave. It's been I've had a chance to talk with Dave when we went to Boston, actually, this year before the world shut down, which is That's right. yep. so crazy to think about. I remember sitting in the airport um, for I was there for like eight hours because my flight got canceled. And they just kept hearing announcements over and over being like, wash your hands, wash your hands right now. Keep washing your uh, hands. I mean, for me, I remember uh, going, uh, messaging you guys and going like, hey, are you guys sure you want to know? <laughs> yeah. And we're like, I'm not sure it's going to be that bad. Then literally the next week, my like work got shut down. Like everything just like kind of just like stopped. It was crazy. But I'm glad we got the chance to actually meet. And it was really a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And we got to talk with so many people at the Bethesda Game Days, which was a lot of fun. But so why don't you give us a little bit of a brief history of how the UESP got started, if you can. Sure. Well, I, like you say, it's 25 years ago <laughs> or more, more actually probably more than 25 years ago, right? So it's, that's quite a long time. But yeah, so I guess it started, uh, I was in uh, a university, University of Waterloo, and uh, one of the other guys in the dorm had uh, managed to get hands on, on Arena and it was, of course, showing everyone. And it was like, I know these days arena arena graphics are pretty old and dated, but in those days it was like the best game ever. Yeah. Um. You know, it had uh, it had falling snow, it had uh, you know street lights and reflections in the puddles and a wide open game world, and it, it, you know, unlike any other game that was out at the time. So I was, uh, I guess you could say from that point on a little bit, uh, I don't know, a fan of the game. Yeah. Taken and then, in. Uh, Taken in, yeah, totally taken in. So, I guess nothing happened for a little while, but I'll, maybe a year later, six months later, I was working up in Deep River, which is a small town, and in the uh, computer store there, they had like ten games, and <laughs> one of them, one of them was Arena, and of course, I re recognized the title, and I uh, decided, well, what the hell, buy you know, spend sixty bucks, buy the game, and uh, you know, of course, immediately. 
you know, taking it even even more, actually playing it. Um, again, you know, the game these days is is really dated, but uh, back then it was yeah, just an, an amazing experience. Uh, so what, once I got in, into the game, uh, so this was, you know, probably, what, 27 years ago? The internet back then was all Usenet, news, yeah. group, news groups. So all, all text. Uh, so there was... Uh, you know, I was interested in the in the game arena, so I obviously looked into the news groups and found out about uh, Daggerfall. Uh, that was in, in development, and uh, at the time, you know, one of the I, I don't know how to say it. The common thing in news groups was facts, FAQ, yeah. frequently, frequently asked, asked questions. questions, and uh, there was no FAQ for Daggerfall. So I decided I'll make a FAQ for Daggerfall. <laughs> And, and so uh, for anybody who's never because a lot of people here probably never have dealt with a news group so news groups were like this just basically like text chat essentially like a text chat like a and forum. you could host just files a very, very on it like a forum, forum. Yep. Yep. yeah very much like a forum but they were a little bit more I guess rudimentary <laughs> would be the way yeah to... so it, yes is organized in <laughs> in in layers right you know you had your game layer and then you had your RPG layer and then you know, Elder yeah. Scrolls, for example. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I started the the Daggerfall fact. It was just a text text document. Uh, you know, this is pre Daggerfall was in development, so it was all the you know developer interviews we had and all the information we had about the game. And uh, so I I was working on that. There was two two other guys working on it with with me. And uh, yeah, about. A year later or so, the uh, the World Wide Web started. www. <laughs> um, so back then there was there was one browser, Mosaic, I think it was, and mm -hmm. uh, I thought it'd be a good idea. Well, I'll convert the the, the Daggerfall fact text fact into a website, and uh, that that went that went fine. And I think that <coughs> shortly after that, the suggestion was made. Well, instead of just a Daggerfall website why don't we make one about the, all the elder scrolls at that time just arena and daggerfall and they're the i'm not not quite sure exactly how the the name unofficial elder scrolls pages but i guess it was the most obvious thing most obvious choice yeah. at the time and uh yeah the uasp was born i was reading through the early blog posts as I was going through when we I did the relaunch of the blog the past couple of weeks and I was reading through all of the old articles that were on there and I found one that was said that when you were kind of like a history thing and you said like the you some they started with the unofficial elder scroll or the unofficial dagger fall fact I think was yes. what you guys were calling it yeah I guess that was yeah. and then you were like well if it's going to be elder scrolls you'd be like the unofficial elder yeah. scrolls fact and then it wasn't just the facts or the FAQ so then it was pages because there was going to be multiple of them yep so then, and then UESP kind of just flowed from that, which is mm -hmm. awesome. I know it's, it's hard. It's funny to think about, like, imagine trying to buy UESP.net for the first time today. It'd just be impossible. <laughs> It'd be yep. thousands and thousands of dollars to get a, like a four letter domain I, name. I think it's actually just straight up impossible. Every uh, three and four letter domain name has been taken, I believe. I think there was one, re uh, one a while back they did, like, there was an auction on it, and it went for like hundreds of thousands of dollars for like, mm some like three letters three letter domain name it was just like yeah it was like XK the last one xkg or something like that like <laughs> yeah so i originally i wanted to get uesp.com but it's uh 
It was bought by uh, the Utah Educational Savings Plan. <laughs> yeah, which has been a bane of the UESP's existence for so long. So, uh, yeah, .com's not about .net. Yeah. Yeah, it works. It's so funny because, like, yeah, I love that there's been so many times where the Utah Savings Plans have like popped up as the first. <laughs> hey, USP. we won that fight. It's true. They did finally change their name. But I think they still own a lot of the domains and a lot of the uh, accounts associated with it. They just do redirects now, but... One day we should reach yeah. out to them and be like, do you want to just like pass these over? You don't need them anymore. Uh, which would be funny just to redirect. I mean, you can't change USP.net anymore. It's it's so no, no, intrinsic <laughs> to the site, but yeah. it's just really, really funny. Um, so one of the questions that came up on Discord from Sarthus Airy was, uh, so how did you get the answers for the Daggerfall fact? Where did you find a lot of them? Oh, gosh, that's a, that's a good question. So, I mean... You know, trolling forums, you know, uh, there must have been some sort of developer interviews on, on the forums. I mean, yeah. there's no web, right? So you couldn't, you couldn't go to YouTube and you couldn't go to Google and just type in, you know, Bethesda dev interview. So I'm pretty sure they, there was, well, you know, game magazines, of course. Um, so, yeah, just collecting every piece of information we could and just, That's- you know, sort of condensing it into one place where if someone was interested in the game, um, they could find it there. And uh, I think there was a demo at some point came out. So yeah, you I get a lot of information from that. I remember seeing a Daggerfall demo in a magazine, like on a, on a, on a floppy, I think it would have been at the time. Yeah, I, I don't... Try to think. Often, I'm pretty sure there was a demo. I mean, that was what most games did to like sort of hype it. Yeah. Yeah, release a demo, you know, six months, a year or something before the game was released. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was like a Betany. Yeah, Betany. I remember seeing this. Now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So funny. It takes me back. And it also just took yeah. me back to remembering the first time I used a search engine and being blown <laughs> away that I could actually, like, I don't even remember what it was. It was like, oh, I don't even remember, web crawler or something weird like that. Being like, oh, you can search things on the internet? And there's so many answers. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Um. So a couple of the other questions. So do you still talk to any of the people from the Daggerfall uh, FAQ days? Or when did they kind of stop working on the site? Or Yeah, yeah so they were they were never really involved other than the FAQ, the Daggerfall FAQ. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, probably shortly after Daggerfall was released and uh, sort of like the height, height, of, height of the FAQ popularity. And yeah. then after that, it sort of faded off and... Like like any internet relationship, it just people just totally. disappear eventually. Totally, yeah. So yeah, so you know, it's twenty four years, twenty five years. That's a long time. I know I have people that I've known less time than that that I just have disappeared so, from. Yeah. So I totally get it. Uh, it's also harder because like Facebook, you didn't add each other as friends on Facebook at the time, and then because like now when exactly, people go no. through university, they have yep. Facebook, they have everything going on. So you're like, okay, we'll just add people, and then like you just <laughs> have like passive updates for people. Yeah, like you had to yeah, actually exactly. try. <laughs> uh which is interesting there um so do you have uh going back to the early days of the uh like uesp.net when you actually got the site up do you have any like fond fun memories of when you like the early days of getting it set up that you remember like any fun stories oh God. i wouldn't say fun stories i mean it, it was <laughs> you know back then it was i was the sole contributor so i i would i would take in uh, you know, hints and tips from people from email 
or find them on the on the Usenet groups and sort of yeah. write them up manually. And of course, I was working a a normal job, so I'd you know work nine to five, come home, and you know work work the whole evening editing UESP. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's sort of what I remember in the, in those early days. And since you said you went to Waterloo, since I'm also Canadian, as people know, I assume yeah. you went for <laughs> engineering of some sort. Were you studying uh, computer engineering or physics? Physics, you know, you, yes. So you have a? Did you finish your degree in physics or? Yes, yeah, I have a B. Oh, I, I have a BA in physics from uh, BSc in physics from Waterloo. Awesome. Then I did my masters at Queens. Oh, awesome! That's really cool. So, up in Kingston. Yep. Good times up there. Yeah, That's so really I've fun. been on been in Ontario since '92. So actually, you know, almost thirty years. Yeah, it's actually funny you said uh, Deep River because I got stuck portaging just outside <laughs> of Deep River because uh, I used to do camping in Algonquin Park all the time. So yeah. you said Deep River. I'm yeah, like, so I know Deep yeah, River. It's not Deep too much like up there. Two, yeah, two hours <laughs> north of Ottawa, which yeah. is already like way sort of out of, yeah. out of place. Yeah, not really so. anywhere near here. So that's really really funny. Um, yeah. So I, a lot of the questions. Uh, having people wanting to know what's like the USP started as, because a lot of people don't know, I think, because it's been so long. Um, how has kind of the USP changed your life over the past years? Like, I know, I don't don't know if many people know, but I believe you work solely on USP now. Is that correct? Yeah. So f- for the past, da, 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 well, was it 2013? Yeah, I think 2013, 2014. I I have to check that. But yeah, since 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 then I've been doing USB full time. So that that's that's sort of like after the uh, the Skyrim peak. Yeah. So that you know the Skyrim pushed the tr- pushed the traffic for the site way up, which of course pushed the the ad revenue way up. Uh, so I could basically to a point where I could be assured that it would like it can pay pay my pay my salary basically. Yeah. So it's it's basically supported me for for since then. Which is um, which is good because that means you can work on a lot of other things like we have with that, the ESO right, yeah. so I mean, have... yeah. So I mean, before then, it was really challenging. My my job took a lot of time. Yeah, and uh, a lot of the time I didn't have. You know, I I come home and the last thing I want to do is spend another you know two or three hours in front of a computer you know, doing server administration and it's like uh, so yeah, I was really limited in ter- in terms of a lot of the stuff I could do, the uh, the backend server admin totally. and the uh, the programming. So. Yeah. I mean, I feel that with the podcast sometimes even, so I can't even imagine having to do all the backend stuff, like just trying mm-hmm. to find time after finishing work, but mm-hmm. it's a labor of love a lot of the time. So you keep going at least. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's really awesome though, that you're able to do that, but that also means that you can focus on building up more things. Like we've got the, the map tools, I think is one of the, like, the coolest things on the UESP, like mm-hmm. getting the, the, the interactive maps there. We got the ESO logs, being able to, data mine ESO a little bit to get all the yep. files out of there so that when changes happen in the game, they can be automatically with a bot updated on the wiki. I don't know if a lot of yeah, people exactly. know that. Saves a um, lot of time. Saves a lot of time. And it means that a lot more content gets in there. We actually had a uh, disagreement on the discord a while back because somebody didn't realize that the bot was, or that the bot was going through and <laughs> they thought information was two years out of date on the wiki. And then uh, I think Robin hood from the, uh, Wiki was like, no, 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 the bot's right. You guys are wrong. <laughs> Don't worry about it. The bot knows what yeah. it's doing. Um, so one of the other uh, questions was uh, from, I'm trying to think, it was from 
Ursan Oli on Twitter says, I remember the, from the dark ages known as the mid-2000s that the UESP website was in a different format and layout. Uh, what considerations and concerns happened before migrating to a wiki format? Um, and did you find it better than the previous website? Yeah, so the uh, like the old format was just me basically, it's just a <laughs> simple website and me copy-pasting emails and, and editing it manually. So, you know, I was the sole contributor. And uh, that was sort of in the Morrowind time frame where the, okay. the site yeah. popularity started yeah. started going up really fast. I think it was just after Morrowind. So the That's amount of right content, around when I started using the site. Yeah. Yeah, so the amount of content I was I had to add was just like went way up. And I just I just couldn't keep up with it. Yeah. Um so I, you know, searching for for potential solutions. And uh, so that's when the wiki I mean this this was way back uh two thousand five ish. Yeah. So that uh, Wikipedia was out there, it was it was popular, but in terms of I don't remember other many other sites using the wiki wiki format. No. Like it was it like you know, Wikipedia and a couple other couple other uh, other sites were using it so it wasn't as common as yeah. it is today but uh you know i i remember doing a, like a review of different you know collaborative editing softwares and uh you know sort of the the, the wiki the wiki format sort of came out on top on all of them so we moved to that and you know it worked out great i couldn't be couldn't really be happier with how it turned out yeah it's well, I mean, it, it couldn't have grown it. If it was just you still trying to add it, it couldn't have no, grown into the yep. behemoth that it is today. Yeah. Um, which is great. I remember when we were talking with Pete Hines at the Bethesda Game Days, too. He said when his first day of work, uh, Todd Howard sat him down in front of a <laughs> computer, opened it up UESP.net and said, sit there and read everything. That'll be like, that's your intro, uh, which is really funny. Um, well, I've heard, okay, maybe you can settle this. I keep hearing this rumor. And I can't remember if we talked about it when we were in Boston. At one point, did Bethesda host the UESP? I, for a brief period, I'm pretty sure. I just don't know when exactly. <laughs> that This was back in the very early days, like, you know, Daggerfall. Yeah. Before, um, did they have, like, a yeah. fan site hosting? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure something? they just hosted it on... I mean, they had must have had their own server. Yeah. And uh, I think Todd... I remember hear, hearing Todd saying you know they, they saw an it guy carry a server past his door and say what's that oh that's the usb server or something <laughs> that's amazing so yeah for, so for a brief time yeah they they like donated the server and the and the the bandwidth of course back then it was you know much smaller than it is yeah these bits days, at so. a time coming through yeah. versus so not not a huge uh huge but still huge at deal. the time yeah, yeah. that those yeah bits these days a, you, that still need a full server to yeah that's so funny. I love that that happened. So, so yeah, so it was around 2005 with Morrowind that we switched over to the wiki from yep. just pages itself. Um, did you and, consider uh, the, changing the name to, like, the unofficial underscores wiki at the time? Or does it – the pages just kind of worked? So. I don't think so. I think we just – I don't think it ever came up. But, yeah, just keep keeping the same name. The The old website's still there if you want to if you want to see it. Yes. And the, the old the old fac, text fac and the uh, the – web fact are there as well if you really want to go back in time yeah akv posted the fact in chat already and i'll put a link to that in the show notes for everybody too because it's it's great yeah. to read through um and then the wiki yeah, i know i remember looking at a little bit um on the Wayback machine one time too mm. uh, my favorite though was i think i told you about this too was i was cleaning out my parents basement and i found my old morrowind prophecies strategy guide <laughs> and in it 
I had folded off printed pages with like dot matrix printer that still had the little ah, yes. <laughs> rings on the side that I had printed off from UESP.net because we just had dial up internet at the time. Yep. <laughs> so I, I was like, well, I can't just leave the page open because it'll get disconnected or something like that. So I'd print off pages from the UESP to like put <laughs> beside me while I was playing more. That's great. So funny. It was like this weird. Now I can't even imagine printing off pages from a website like. Half the time it doesn't even work. <laughs> um, so other questions. How did the UESP color scheme and logos come about? Uh, yeah, so the, um, the the Dagger logo that's on the main page, I did that in uh, True Space 3D. Amazing. Uh, probably when, the, when we launched, launched the site, the, so the UESP. So way back. Yeah, way back. I, <laughs> I, I don't have the, I'm pretty sure I don't have the model files for that anymore. The, um, the corner logo and the color scheme, I think, came very early in the, in the wiki, when we, after we moved to the wiki yeah. format. And uh, I don't remember, it might have been Aristio, who was one of the, the original uh, like, um, server yeah. admins. The uh, background, if I recall correctly, was provided by Bethesda in a fan website package they released around uh, in the lead up to Oblivion's release. Okay, yep. Interesting. I, I didn't remember that. but <laughs> Yeah, I imagine over 25 years, there's going to be a few things you've forgotten. So not, <laughs> no one's going to hold you accountable for not remembering the exact place where a single file came from. Yeah. Um, I'd be amazed if you could remember all those details. But so you did that. And did you design the like the corner, like the parchment logo as well? Mm, not originally. No, I'm not sure who who came that. You could probably check in the wiki, uh, the wiki file, and see what the history of that is. I I redid it later, but uh, the original one, I'm not quite sure where it came from. Yeah. So, I I, I wonder. I guess one of the questions too that keeps coming up too is like. How did you keep the site going over the amount of time that it is? Because it's a lot mm -hmm. of websites. Like, it's rare to see a website that's been up for 25 years. Like, Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're before Google, right? Yeah. I mean, 98, yeah. Google came in 98. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, I guess I, it's, a, it's a labor of love, right? I'm a, I'm a fan of the Elder Scrolls. So uh, for the... In the majority of, of USP's life, it wasn't something I did for, for money or yeah. for fame. It was just, I love the Elder Scrolls. I want to share share my knowledge and share everyone's knowledge and just, you know, have fun with the game. And so that, that sort of carried it through, I guess, the, you know, the first half at least. And, yeah. uh, you know, sort of even, you know, I mentioned it a lot of the time it, it, it took a lot of time. It didn't have time, but I didn't have time to to edit it fully but i still kept you know doing a little bit updating it here and there as, yeah. as i could and uh, of course when it changed to wiki format then it sort of uh you know i didn't have to do all all the updates right yeah I which focus, probably focus on the admin and the back back end stuff which helps a lot <laughs> definitely uh, another uh question too is about so considering what it was how like uh baritron wanted to know like what size are we currently at like uh, how many pages? I think we, uh, AKB pulled this up, so let him speak to it. But how many users do we have? How many pages do we have? How many people have made edits? AKB, do you know? Offhand, I don't know. I think AKB pulled that up. Or uh, it... yeah, I pulled it up. It's uh, currently we have seventy thousand 
Twitter A for content pages. All pages, uh, a lot of these are tech technical pages like redirects. We have 284,415. That's so many pages. We have a, yeah. Uh, we have 105,379 registered users over the last year. We had 1,065 unique editors. And we have had 5,060 anonymous editors uh, edits made this last year. That's crazy. I mean, some yep. of those could be duplicates, but there's still so many people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, to, kind of two questions uh, on this one. Yep. So when you made the USP early on, probably not the first couple iterations of it, but did you expect it to get as big as it did? Yeah, I definitely wasn't looking for the future. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, a, a thing of the moment, right? You know, again, I'm a fan, fan of the fan of the Elder Scrolls. I just want to, you know, promote it and, yeah. and connect with other Elder Scrolls fans and, uh, you know, collect knowledge about it. That that was my only, my only goal. I didn't have any any big big plans, big ambitions, uh, big ambitions. And it wasn't really until probably like Skyrim came out. I, I didn't really realize until yeah. that sort of bump push the uh you know push the page views and and content way way up for sure well because like skyrim, how... yeah skyrim's a game that i can basically i feel like go to anybody on the street and say have you heard of skyrim and the actual yeah yes. exactly yeah. like it just became yeah, it such a huge. cultural phenomenon that like yeah. everybody knew skyrim everybody played skyrim they have jokes about yeah. how many times they can sell you a copy of skyrim <laughs> like i know i have at least four which is wild thinking about yeah it, but... <laughs> Uh, and it's not like I bought four because I'm a fan of the game so much. I bought four because there were just different reasons why I wanted to have four yeah. copies of the game. Um, yeah, so there's just so much going on. Um, I guess kind of like a question like that is like, what have been some of the bigger challenges or what have been some of the challenges too that weren't as big as you thought they would be kind of going on with the UESP? And then what are some of the ones that you really had to dig into that have been troublesome oh, yeah that's a, that's a that's a tough one i mean i mean definitely one of the challenges especially early on was time time commitment yeah. right uh you know when back when i was the sole contributor that sucked a lot of time <laughs> i can imagine uh, i mean again i was young and single so i, I could afford it i guess you could say <laughs> but um uh, yeah it, it, it took a lot of time and uh, i definitely got uh you know there there were cycles right so you, sure. you get you you just you, you work for a couple out. months straight and you get burned out yeah and you sort of yeah you just, yeah you'd leave it alone for a couple of weeks and on a month and and then pick it back up and uh, yeah that, that that was probably and I guess that sort of continues to be the main challenge yeah. even oh, though time. even though I'm doing it full time oh there's this you still it still sucks <laughs> so much time and also the big Especially, thing too is like Daggerfall. Morrowind and even to the point of Oblivion there wasn't this constant stream of things too so you yeah. could ebb and flow a little bit like there's a release yeah. there'd be a ton of things to do and then over the yeah. next year or two it could slow down a little bit you'd still have work to do but you could <laughs> avoid it but now there's just like contact contact yeah. contact contact yeah contact. I know with with ESO there's always an update coming either on PTS or live that I have to uh, you know keep track of or get the data for so yeah but yeah, it's even for like uh, you know I I work in the base of my house, which yeah. is great. <laughs> but you know I could I could spend you know eighteen hours a day down here, which yeah. which my wife wouldn't be too happy about. <laughs> um, 
you know, I do have, do have other things to do. So yeah, it's still, you know, it, it can suck more time than, than I have available. That's, oh, for that, sure. that's, that's probably a, I guess that's going to be the challenge going forward as well yeah. for the Even foreseeable playing future. Games, but... It's hard to do now. Like it's kind of funny yeah, like, growing up with things. <laughs> like I remember like I was talking about with somebody in like university, I remember spending eight hours in a raid in world <laughs> of Warcraft. And I'm yeah, trying to think, geez. I'm like, now that I have like, I have kids, I have a family, I have like obligations. I'm like, I don't think I could will myself to do that if I could yeah. now. Like, it'd just be like, I can't anymore. Like, your things has changed, but yeah, these games have kind of grown with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit different. We can still, there's still ways to get into it. Like, ESO is a good example of it. Like, I don't yep. get the amount of time I played when I was in college, but the game has kind of grown and has accepted that mm. I can't do that anymore. So there's still things I can go in and play for an hour, get feel yep. like I've accomplished something, feel like I'm involved in it still, but... Uh, which is kind of nice. So I'll be curious when we have like Elder Scrolls six come out, like how it works in that regards. Am I going to be able to take a couple days off work and just binge play a game or mm-hmm. what we'll be doing then when that eventually happens? Um, I know one of the questions, uh, pilot Jim Jones asked that we kind of answered, but what did you have a real, like, Holy crap moment with the, <laughs> with UESP when you're like, like I, I imagine is when you, part of it could be maybe before this but when you've realized that you could be doing this full time but maybe even before that when you're like this is big yeah uh i guess it's it's slowly dawned on me or over time i mean as as i guess the first the first bump would be when you know when skyrim was released and all of a sudden we we you know i think that week we were getting like 8 million pages a day or Jeez. something crazy yeah and that's that's up from like that's almost that's more than 10, 10 to twenty times what we were getting beforehand. So it's like like all of a sudden like whoa that's <laughs> that's huge right yeah and uh, and then you know, after that from there sort of slowly realizing how how popular or how widespread you know the name is like people know uesp.net. net yeah that, you know sort of going to like the Boston Bethesda days. Uh, Bethesda Days at Boston, right? Yeah. You know, people see the shirt and you know, recognize, oh, I, I know, like, I know that website. Yeah. Or hearing when they're doing the trivia challenge, be like, uh, let's just ask like, <laughs> people from UESP what they think. Exactly. Uh, which is a lot of fun. And, and actually, what? so what? one moment, uh, there was the, uh, the, they did a preview of ESO in yeah. Boston. It was like a big event. And uh, they, they invited me into the VIP section. <laughs> and, like met, met, uh, meet all the guys, right? Yeah. And uh, oh, uh, who's the who's the leader of ESO now? Oh shoot, uh, Rich Lambert Matt. or Matt? Oh, Rich, Matt. Yeah, Matt. Matt. Uh, uh, fire. I heard him like going to the other guys and saying, "Hey, hey, that's Dave from UESP." And it's like, yeah, <laughs> 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 a little Whoa. bit of a rock star moment. Like, yeah, wait, they know like, me. I, didn't, I mean, yeah, because uh, they were saying like. We we figured you guys knew what was up because we were hitting your, the UESP so much. You, you'd figure out what we're what we were developing, and it's like, well, I guess I could have, you know, I never realized I could have done that, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the yeah, you know, the Bethesda and, and Zenimax they use USB they use the same, yeah. as a as a like a lore source for a lot of stuff. I know we had talked which about is amazing. it in Boston. I talked with Jess and I talked with uh, Pete a little bit. We were going to try to make a video with some of the developers 
um, for the 25th anniversary of UESP, but then COVID hit, so that kind of went out the window yeah, because so you can't. Like I was like I was like I could go down there and film some video <laughs> and try to get some stuff, but just I can't. Literally can't even get into their country right yeah. now, so didn't <laughs> didn't work out. But they, they, everybody has been like, oh yeah, we use UESP all the time. Like a lot of the times we go back, so which is kind of one of the things. Um, it's funny too. Is like kind of gives everybody that like kick in the pants to make sure the UESP is like accurate and filled mm. out as much. Because I'm like, well, if we don't have it, what if they forget? <laughs> <laughs> what if we lose that information? Which is awesome. So yeah, that's probably that's kind of a fun rock star moment though. Yeah, definitely. With like, oh, that's Dave. <laughs> um, do you have any regrets with UESP? Of like maybe you didn't do something that you wanted to do or. Oh, um, you know, back when mods started to become a thing, uh, Morrowind Oblivion sort of, you know, should we get into the mod scene or, you know, the mod review scene? I'm, I'm not sure that's a regret other than just, but just a, you know, a different just, path. You know, could, you know, should have we gone it? Should have we sort of focused on not focused, but done it, done it more? Yeah. yeah. Just a, always a thought. I, mean, I don't really regret it, you know, focusing on, on, uh, just on stuff what we in do, the main game like the, yeah, uh, which I think is you know as a good thing. You know this we we don't have to do everything. Yeah, and that, yeah, know, we don't have to be like the whole encompassing Elder Scrolls site. We're focusing on knowledge and lore and and documenting the games, which I think is a good focus to have. I, I think that's a great great focus there. Um, so then I guess kind of what we could lead on there. Um, what kind of short-term and maybe long-term things are the things you want to see UESP start doing more or change or? Oh, that's a good question. I guess I should have thought of that more. <laughs> um, uh, you know, the short answer is more, more of the same. I yeah. mean, yeah, just, you know, we're, we're the, we're the best Elder Scrolls site for, you know, lore and content and information. So we just have to focus on that and keep, you know, it's not, it's not that we can stop, I think we were talking about this before, you know, can the wiki ever be completed? Yeah. Wiki ever be finished? And even if, you know, the Elder Scrolls game stopped being developed, I think it would t take a long time for that. Still, for yeah. For the wiki even to actually they... be completed. So there, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of, always going to be a lot of work in terms of getting that as complete as that accurate as possible. So I think that's, that's one long-term goal. And other ones, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, something like the the Patreon uh, yeah. campaign we launched this year is sort of connecting to our fans more, and you know, just being involved with the Elder Scroll fan base, which has been great. Love doing stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah uh, like ho hopefully we can continue to do more, more and more. Yeah, in the past couple of years, we've got new avenues like Twitter's there now, and like a lot yep. of people know UESP from just like the daily tweets about different <laughs> articles and things like that. And we've got the yep. podcast, we've got Twitch, YouTube. Like, there's so many new avenues. Um, yeah, it's great. Which is kind of funny. I, like, kind of one of my questions was: Was it personally when you think about it, do you think of UESP more as like a brand now, or is like do you still think just like the wiki? Like in your brain, is it still just a wiki, or do you think of it more as like UESP is this community? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely developing more that, more as a community. I mean, you know, ten years ago, it's definitely just wiki. Yeah. But I think I think at this point, it's it's definitely branched way beyond that, which is good. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. Things grow, things change. Yep. Um. Yeah. So Robinhood, and then long term, 
Is there any short-term things you're looking to change quickly? I know Robin Hood was asking. Probably because he wants to know if he has got a lot of work to do. <laughs> uh, I mean, short-term, I'd love to get... We're sort of behind on wiki wiki upgrades, media wiki upgrades. Yeah. Uh, the the Patreon stuff this year has taken a lot of my time. So I wanted to focus on that, but hopefully we'll get caught up a bit. And yeah, that's... I say that short-term, but depending how short, short yeah, you I want to say that is, but... Short term, uh, the next yeah. five years of upgrades, <laughs> server upgrades. Um, that's awesome. So, a couple other questions. Uh, one of them came from uh, Anadoc, and we were talking about monetization. So, how long has the uh, wiki been ad supported? Oh, gosh. Um, I've used ads for a long time. Not sure when I started. Probably way back when it was just a simple web- website. Yeah. I think I, think I added uh was was using ads and even though that i mean way back then it was just a like a very cheap virtual ser- server like you know five or ten bucks a month or whatever right yeah. so uh, but of course the you're not getting much on ads that back then anyways um yeah so probably since way back since then and sort of kept at it that's awesome um, and then you know server costs are, are a lot more these days yeah and, and of course with the complexity for me ASP, there's yeah. so much um, um and then on yeah, that note too, I remember at one point there was a donate button, but that went away a long time ago. Imagine because of the pain of donations. And- yeah, yeah. So that was, I guess, some way of trying to connect to the the fan base. I mean, we always get, always get requests. You know, how can I contribute or donate yeah. to the UASP? So that sort of was born through that. Because a lot of people don't don't like ads and yeah. and have ad block installed. Which is fair. And that's I don't. That's fine. I mean, I've ad block, I use ad block a lot myself, so <laughs> yeah. it's it's not a big deal. We 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 make enough money to to cover costs, and you know, my goal of the USP is not as I don't see it as a as a revenue revenue making yeah operation. I don't see it as a great way to get get rich and you know squeeze every cent from from our users. I'm sure uh, no one will ever say a wiki is a great get rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, I'm sure people know what sort of ads you see on on other wikis and other sites yeah. out there. We could do a lot. We could do. <laughs> you, know, a lot. you could do. Uh, you could do a lot really uh, of bad things with that. So we try to keep it to the minimum. Yeah. And uh, you know to cover to cover what what we uh, you know our our basic cost and uh, try to make it a little bit more just for growth and uh, yeah. you know do some events like the uh, the extra life charity and stuff. But, yeah. And then also as a uh, plug that I'm not, I'm shamelessly plugging here. If you don't <laughs> like the ads, but you feel kind of guilty about using an ad blocker, uh, one of the very er, like lowest tier of Patreon includes ad-free views. Very lowest. Um, so literally the lowest one that you can get, you can get ad-free, uh, and that it ties into the yep. wiki account itself, so that you won't get ads anymore. So. Because again, the Patreon's a great way. Then, then you don't have to worry about the donation. I remember the donate button. I remember on a website I worked with a long, long time back, and then people did chargebacks, and then there was like tax ramifications of it. And it was just <laughs> so complicated that mm. you don't have to worry yeah. about that. With um, I, I do have to say that's always been one of the things I've been most proud of about the UESP is the fact that we're still content dense. Yeah, we don't have ad yep. breaks and articles and all that. It's just uh top roll side roll bottom roll yep yeah that that's sort of been my uh goal i guess you could say which is awesome I'd... uh did when ad blockers became a thing did that did i know Anadoc was asking did that become a major decrease like did it kind of creep up uh, on that it, or? i mean it is a major decrease i mean it 
uh, I don't think I have the stats for since we changed ad ad uh, ad agencies this summer. Yeah. But usually it's around fifty percent. Interesting. Fifty percent of ads are blocked. So I mean, yeah, it is a big revenue chunk, but at the same time, we're we're making enough as it is to uh, yeah. To you kind of you so. just calculate for that. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like I mean, saying, yeah, okay, it's, it's well. worked in. It's worked into the the thing, so we we sort of know what we're getting. Yeah. Oh, I just saw that Robin Hood uh, posted some of the technical details of the parchment uh, stuff in the Discord, so oh, I'll make great. sure to put those in the show notes later. Um, so uh, when we talk about costs, too, people are interested in literally how the um, website runs, too. Like, what kind of costs are associated currently with the wiki? Don't, yeah, not so, numbers uh, specifically, I'm sure you don't yeah, have to no, the, numbers, uh, the main costs are the, the server costs and all the, all the related stuff. Uh, the uh, salary cost for me in, in AKB. Yeah. And uh, well, that's about it. I mean, my, it's stuff like my internet connection. Yeah. Which, <laughs> st- uh, and, and office supplies. But other than that, that's the main, That that's like, you know, probably like 95%. So curious, because my, my background's in server uh, administration yep. too. So is it, do you run mostly like a, like virtualized things or how many no, servers they're, they're all dedicated servers right they're now all bare metal bare metal eight eight servers okay one, one is a backup well yeah i call it backup so it's just like backing up a replica kind of thing. files and stuff so it's not public facing and actually i have a, a an off-site backup in my office here oh. also backing up so that's less like the ninth server if i'm counting right so basically seven servers are, are right now uh serving the uesp yeah awesome. so yeah dedicated they're pretty low, low to mid end. Nothing's nothing special. Have you done how many like major overhauls of the infrastructure have you had to do? Oh gosh, I mean, I imagine uh, a lot of it's been evolutionary, but like yeah. So I mean, it, way back, way back when it was just like a virtual server, right? So like five yeah. five dollar a month, and it's, it's not that if you want to change change servers, not a big deal. But since we moved to dedicated, that was around the time when the, the we changed to the wiki. Yeah. Uh, you know, every three years we sort of upgrade servers, change servers. That's, that's not bad. That's yeah, three to four cool. years, and uh, yeah, awesome. I can uh, bore, bore, bore you to tears with uh, all kinds of server admin stuff if you want, because oh, that's I've, my life. But uh, yeah, <laughs> when once we can go out again, I'm gonna just drive up up to you and buy you a beer, and we're just gonna go over all that stuff because that's my bread and butter. Oh I yeah, love that yeah. Stuff, so. We'll anytime. Well, I guess not any. Not anytime. Next year. Next year, yeah. anytime. We're trying to avoid that right now. I want to actually have Christmas. Uh, yeah, exactly. So hopefully we don't have too too much there. Um, I guess kind of like the final thoughts as we wrap up here is: What do you expect to change with UASP over the next twenty five years, if it is around for that long? Oh well, I know twenty five uh, years. Okay. Yeah, twenty five. I mean, yeah. Uh, In the next future. Well. Well, we might get ES6 within those 25. We'll see. Oh, right. Okay, I have to ask. What is your predictions for what the Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be? Oh, what's it going to be? Yeah, oh. what's, give me a give me a 10-second elevator pitch of what you think is going to happen. Oh, gosh. I mean, uh comes out in 2025. Yeah. And uh, kind of like Skyrim. It's the next 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 Skyrim, right? It's going to be the Where, chapter. Uh, like, yeah, it's, it's like be the, everyone, everyone the plays Skyrim it. Story. Yeah, so... Uh, that makes that's, guess. that's yeah. a good guess. You know, like that's a reasonable guess because the other option is they do a time skip again, and just <laughs> say like, "Oh yeah, all the Thalmor are all dead. Nobody worried about it anymore. They all got a disease. We're starting new now. There's lasers, or something like that." 
so yeah, what do you expect to see change over the next foreseeable yeah, I mean, future? Gosh, I mean, well, to look forward, you can 25 years, you can think, look back 25 years. So 25 years ago was Arena. You yeah. look at Arena's, Arena's graphics and Arena's gameplay. And again, I guess to someone who's a little younger than me, who's never played Arena, Arena looks pretty bad, right? Yeah. Uh, but it was state of the art at the time. It was, it was, you know, the high high end graphics, right? So I think you you look at games these days. You look at, well, not, maybe not Skyrim, but like modest Skyrim, and what yeah. we're we're guessing ES6 is. And you think twenty five years from now, jeez, jeez, uh, <laughs> we'll be we'll be worrying about upgrading the wiki to be able to support like uh, ocular implant uh, images. Yeah, like I mean. I, it's hard to say. I mean, VR is probably going to be more prevalent for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know how that how that affects the UASP? Probably not too much. I mean, USP... once we have to support like the Smellovision uh, plugins <laughs> on UASP, so that we can smell yeah, those does... dank dungeons. <laughs> does USB have to go VR at some point? I guess I have to think about start thinking about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess it's to a certain that's more of the same, right? We're just documenting the game. And you know, are we going to keep keep the wiki format? I mean, for the foreseeable future, sure. But twenty five years is a long time. We've there only, could be a new, it, better thing. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing wiki for what fifteen years. Yeah. So I mean, in ten or fifteen years, maybe another technology is going to come out that's going to make sense to move to our platform yeah. or our system. So, um, yeah, it's so hard and to beyond be that. that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> awesome. That that's probably the fairest answer in the world. I don't know. Uh, yeah, because I have no idea either. Well, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, this has been chat. awesome. Yeah, we'll I have to make sure we get anytime. you on. Yeah, we'll definitely have to get you back anytime you want to pop on when you're not too busy. We give you yeah. a little bit of free time. I don't want to take you away from the family too too much <laughs> since you're spending probably all your days working on stuff as is. Yeah. Awesome. Well, on behalf of Dave, AKB, and the rest of the people working on the USP, we want to thank everybody for joining us. It's been a yes, lot of thank fun. thank you. Uh, we'll have a lot of things to talk about, and make sure you join us again next week. The podcast will be here as always, unless, I don't know, something crazy happens, but it, everything should be pretty pretty good. We get a chance to talk about Mark Hearth. I think we'll have some special guests on as well. So, hope you guys have a fantastic night. Remember to be kind to each other and make sure you all do good things out there that you can. And we will see you all again when you have some other adventures in Nern. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Yes. So long. <laughs>